Welcome to Metal Sessions. We got a lot to talk about today, and we have a permanent new co-host, JD. How you be, JD? I, I just good, master. I just good. <laughs> okay. And of course, we got the the great the great man, Big L. How you be? Am I allowed to talk? Should I make this long or short? Uh, whatever you want. Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, today, what we got is a lot of fun stuff to talk about, guys. Our first topic of hand is overpowered characters. And this comes brought to you by CBR's articles. They write a lot of stuff that sounds dumb or stupid, but because of Helsing, I don't think it's dumb because Helsing's always the best. Yes, CBR, so send that braid. <laughs> but nah, definitely. So y'all, y'all seen y'all seen uh, the article more or less. How do you feel about it, and what kind of overpowered character do you like? I think the article had an interesting approach as to, you know, the standards for overpowered characters. And when, you know, you put into perspective the angle with which, with which they were trying to portray their stance on the topic, it makes sense that they chose Alucard. Um, unfortunately, I'm not too familiar with the Helsing series, but from the little bits and pieces that I've been fed from uh, mutual friends over the years and from my co-host... Um, it sounds like he is a man of conviction, uh, a single-minded, single-track kind of guy who has, like, different... It's kind of a conflicting character trait where you have a singular purpose and a singular trait, but then you have multiple facets in order to accomplish the singular objective. I say all that to say, um, I find it, personally, when I'm looking for an overpowered character... I'm looking for one who's emotionally detached, okay? You have your laxuses who get, you know, emotionally invested, you know, becomes a bad guy, yada, 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 becomes good again. You have your, um, you have your Jalals, your Titania, Airs of Scarlets, you know, just overpowered characters, especially in the confines of their shows. Uh, maybe we're probably looking on something more than those of like a god tier overpowering. Um, I was mentioning this earlier to Glenn and Lawrence. Personally, I would go for Saitama because of it's not Saitama's um, impact on the story that keeps you hooked. It is the side characters. You know, you see the growth of a Genos. You see the growth of a King. You see the growth of a Bang, right? And at, at the end of the day, you understand that, like, the stakes are always going to be there. They're always going to be stake. Like, it, it's almost an ingenious way of writing an overpowered character such as Saitama. In every single instance, you understand, like, there's a fundamental understanding that Saitama is going to be able to get the job done. But the stakes are still there. Like, lives are still at stake. People could still die from collateral damage. And, you know, and stuff like that. So I like the way they did that. And that, for me, you know, really, like, fills out the the persona of Saitama, the the fact that like, he's in a show that allows for the side characters to have higher stakes than he does, especially being as overpowered as he is. You know, so you you always have that thing balance of being able to be invested 
while also being able to acknowledge, oh, this guy is like, he's the second coming. Like, no one's going to be able to stop him. So I find that balance interesting, and that's where I stand with overpowered characters. If you're going to do an overpowered character, I want to be able to care. I want to be able to, like, feel invested in the character or at least in his, you know, immediate surroundings, right? So that's why I personally choose Saitama because of the situation and character in uh, question. How about you, Lawrence? See, for me personally, I just took a different uh, take on the overpowered character. I just picked, when I picked the overpowered character when I was uh, reading, I would just pick it something like, I was looking into it, I'm like, okay, who would be like, really overpowered i had two one out the first one i what came to me was uh the first okage of course because i mean total total modern two really so overpowered he really had no definite way he died everybody know he died they just threw him they just threw him in a mix of he was in a, a group of people and just just died but the second one i picked was for overpowered was probably uh, Gojo, with his with his limitless energy. That's that's one of my second that's my second one that I picked for that one. I because I mean we all we all watch. Well, I don't know if everybody watch JJK, but for everybody who watches JJK knows that Gojo has endless endless amount of energy. I mean we didn't see him do about everything. We don't see how anybody at this rate so far in the show or actually watching it like how actually can beat him. I don't want to give any spoilers up, so I won't go into details on anything past that anybody could have seen. But pretty much like that that's what I picked for those are the two I picked for uh, what's it called for overpowered characters. And then they also they make you care. They make you care. I mean just like just as you just as you mentioned <clears throat> with somebody that makes you care like say Tom like even the side character side character play a big role and all those shows, when you have, when you see like development and characters, as in like that, that really makes you bring you along. That makes a big point. But also, how I felt about why they pick uh, Elicard. For me, he is he is a very overpowered. I can see why they picked him with the detachment. But for me, with him and and this is like for his detachment, he does have detachment. But at the same time, it's his humanity. And there's morals to me that keeps him that keeps him sane. So I feel like with him, it's just like a big it's like a big conflict. So it's like he can rely on those powers and let his like more monstrous side come out. But you know he tried to clink on to humanity. So it's kind of like a conflict of interest, but to get the same job. So I can see why they picked him, but I personally would picked him. Fair enough. Now definitely being a housing fan. I would say that the best part of housing is Alucard's overpoweredness and the fact that, like Lauren said, his humanity, essentially just trying to be a person when he can, and his whole logic and trying to push for uh, killing other vampires because he doesn't believe in monsters. But definitely, I agree with that. And I think for overpowered characters, definitely you have to think of... um, like Tanya the Evil, if you've seen that anime, she clearly outclasses everyone. And I think that's what matters for an overpowered character. But I I feel like with Tanya the Evil, though, we don't... There isn't a sense of... um, 
Actually, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. She's... There is a sense of hopelessness when she appears on the screen in terms of like the opponents that they're facing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's actually a very good point. Like I at no point in time during the entire like combat, like whenever she's in combat, did I ever feel worried that oh she was going to lose or something. Sorry, carry on. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. No, but Tanya the Evil definitely is an old-powered character who, uh, like that funny uh, YouTube video from CJ, I think. I don't remember, like, his whole YouTube name. But, like, the Black Air Force energy where she's, like, doing a music video and is literally doing all these crazy things and no one can stop her. Like, there's no way to stop her because she's just that overpowered. See, that's how I feel about Gojo. Think about it. Name one fight that Gojo has got into, and you'd be like, "Damn, they might have a, they might have a chance to beat him." Oh yeah, but the, you can't think of one. But, but then, Gojo being overpowered is the whole point of the beginning, at least. That's true. And two, when I mentioned uh, like the first Okage, they literally had to kill him off screen. He had to, he had to get one of those off screen deaths. That's that's why I picked him for number one. He had to get one of them off screen deaths. I, Sorry, off Lawrence, but like the problem with using Naruto character personally, they pretty much nerf all their characters. Every single one of them. They nerfed Minato. They had to nerf Tobirama. Uh-huh. At the end of it, they nerfed Madara even because of they had no viable way to defeat Madara between Naruto and Sasuke. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. They nerfed them. Oh, yeah. They nerfed a lot of characters in Naruto, which is why I just feel like the overpowered old the overpowered argument for Naruto really, it, it falls upon itself because if there is no standard that he sets and he maintains for the entirety of the show. Like, for the entirety of the show, we understand, like, if you guys uh, keep up referring to we understand from where we are right now that, what's it called? Um, at least personally, it's my understanding that Grey and Natsu are S-class wizards, right? But yet there's yeah. a mental depth between the strength they possess and the strength of an Urza or a fucking Laxus, you know? There's just that fundamental cap when you're like, oh, damn. Oh, 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 those two are moving. That's crazy. Which is why I feel like Eiji Akutami does really well with Gojo, which I'm not to, like, be, um, just, I say this out of, like, respect. I'm not trying to, like, you know, belittle your opinion or belittle your statement or whatever, just to like well, make one thing clear, uh, amongst the S-class or the special grade sorcerers, Gojo isn't the one with the actually, um, with actually the highest amount of, um, what's it called, cursed energy, mm-hmm. and that goes to Utah, but what's mm-hmm. Gojo's own thing is that like, because of his soul, he's basically like a power system in and of, like onto himself, like he has, how do I say this? Basically, there's no waste with his, with his what's it called, with his cursed energy. Like, if he's using a cursed technique, all 100% of, nearly 100% of all cursed energy goes towards that cursed technique, and so on and so forth. And he has the ability to also, what's it called, refresh, not refresh, um, you know, like, re, rejuvenate his he's a body. Re- he's yeah. a recycling yeah. bin. Yeah, it's uh, so limitless. Yeah, so that's also kind of adds to that whole overpowered because it's just—it's not even just a situation where it's like, oh, he has infinite power. He technically doesn't. He does have a cap on his power, but he can keep it going infinitely. 
Yeah. That's the, that's the point. Yeah, he can he can have it running for a while. But with no, have you have you mentioned someone like Utah? Because Utah is damn near overpowered. Oh, damn, damn near overpowered. That's like Utah. That's shit. Utah would be a demigod in in that regard. In that regard, as opposed to like a full fledged god, where it's like he's the highest tier of demigod. You're talking your Hercules, your um. I mean, without giving without giving story spoilers, I mean, honestly, Utah's whole power where he's at now, and what he's able to, what he was able to do with with um, less control. Mm-hmm. I mean, even uh, even the guy who writes him said, "Yeah, I'm not writing him like Gojo because I need to, I need him to have a weakness right now." But yeah, he's pretty powerful. Well, there's a special thing that like. Well, this is a spoiler. Sorry. There's a special thing that you need to have to be able to become like that that world's version of the one. And for as talented as Utah is as a sorcerer, there are just certain characters that we see, you know, in the consequent in the like in the following arcs that are more suited to be the next Gojo Satoru. You know, for instance, um, if you guys are caught up on the manga, I'm just gonna simply say, you know, the person i'm not really going to give too many hints but like the lawyer you know at the end of the day you can have ability as a sorcerer but there's a difference between being you know having ability and being that guy right utah utah has the makings of that guy but he feel like there's something that he needs to fundamentally conquer before he can become that guy or probably something he doesn't need to conquer and that's just gonna be a character flaw that's you know there but doesn't really detract from like Utah's overall you know like presence you know because like oh naruto naruto is less than average on intelligence at the end of the day that doesn't really take away from his you know from the things that he does well and the things that he learns to do better right so just because Utah doesn't have that edge about him doesn't make doesn't like necessarily cap off the character but it just it does cap off the character in the context of the show but I, I do get that I am getting um, hung up on a tangent. Sorry. I, I say that to say, what's it called? It's going to be very interesting to see how they're going to close out the characters like Yuta, like obviously, you know, the main cast, Itadori, Yuji, and eventually Gojo. Because you, Glenn and I have spoken about this on several occasions. Um, what's it called? It's going to be... It's going to be one of... Personally, I feel it's going to be one of the students that's the... Um, that's the what's it called the final antagonist, but you know we're gonna see. Yeah, see. Well, I definitely agree. Me and Glenn to talk about it too. I just didn't want to give any spoilers away, so I didn't want to go too in depth on it. Okay, hopefully I didn't give too many spoilers. I mean, there's time for that <laughs> later on, but definitely. Mm-hmm. So, are there any other characters in any other shows that we feel? Uh, actually, I just thought of one. He Who? doesn't start off overpowered, but he becomes overpowered. Um, what's it called? The slime, slime hero. Forgot oh, yeah. what his name is. I don't know. He, I don't watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So like, it, it, when you're talking about like the context of like the standards of the people around him, he is overpowered. But then when you go deeper into the show, you come to find out they're stronger characters, and so on and so forth. Which is kind of like the whole my whole apprehension from you know giving. And character from Naruto that overpowered status because of like the standards upon which the show has built itself upon. 
Right? Well, I mean, like, giving Naruto overpowered status, like characters like Minato, the first Hokage, um, who else? Like even the even like Madara, they have overpowered status only because they want to feed it, like regular people. Okay, yeah. When you put it in the context of how they were, how they did, you know, perish, then okay, yeah. I guess you could definitely use the overpowered, what's it called, the overpowered argument. But it's like, obviously the um, the rankings or the um, levels that the shows hold themselves to are different, but you would be more readily willing to accept like a character like Gen- um, Yamamoto Genryusai or even Vak, you know, Vach, Vak, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, but but you would, Bleach is just overpowered more- though. Bleach in general is just overpowered. Yeah, but what's it called? Was there? But did Kubo ever write himself a standard and then, like, what's it called? Go against that standard? I don't think so. And that's kind of like my point. I know now we're going into, and now I'm trying to like dredge up the whole mangakas versus other mangakas and how they, you know, rank their power systems and whatnot. But I just say that to say, I like I do accept the premise that these characters, especially from Naruto and so on and so forth are overpowered it's just the confines in which the show presents itself doesn't really allow me to be able to say that in like good conscience like you start off the show everyone is kind of relatively the same and then you're saying oh yeah you know what by the way all that shit we talked about the sharingan and having you know having you know the ability to like weaken kakashi and like kill him and stuff like that oh by the way we're just gonna like ignore all that Oh, by the way, after building up the fact that, like, the Eternal Manga Kyo Sharingan is the only thing that can give you a full Susano, we're going to give this nigga, because he may have had some dabblings with the, um, with the Sixth Okage's chakra or whatever, we're going to give him the full Susano. Unless, like, inconsistencies within the story don't permit me, in good conscience, to be able to say these characters are overpowered. If you're going to say it, I can't stop you because of, honestly, they do give off the sense of overpoweredness, to your point. They don't get... None of these characters are killed like straight up. They're either written out of the story poorly, or some loophole arises and then they get killed that way. Yeah. No, when you talk about overpowered characters, you can even talk about Mikey from Tokyo Avengers. That man can take out a grown ass man in in uh in the world they they live in, mm. and no one can beat Mikey. No one can. Okay, you see. And that's what I like. Yeah, like, yeah. Being able to draw on like a show and the standards within the show, and you show characters that are yeah, just over. Like okay, when you say it like that, damn, that's tough. Yeah, no, no one can be Mikey. That's the point. Who would then would Kaido be our resident for One Piece? No, because nah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know what just happened, my boys. I know that. But remember the circumstances. Like no, this was even before that, even before that. Yeah. What did Red Hat Shanks do? You're talking about Marine Ford. Yes, I'm talking about Marine Ford. At the end of the day, though, like I think there's a, I think there's a fundamental difference, though. I I don't know if it's fear. I don't. I wouldn't call it fear. I would call it a calculated, a calculated risk. It's a calculated risk you don't want to make. Like, if you're going to fight the Red Hair Shanks and you're confident that you can win, okay, but what is it going to cost you? You know? Your life. Your life. That's what it's going to cost you. Yeah, probably. 
Ben Beckman, Ben Beckman pulled a blinking out on this nigga, and this nigga was like, "What do you want? I'm chilling." <laughs> oh, like that boys is built different now. Like, listen, the, all I the, can the, tell you is, hold on, but the Marines had barely, no offense, the Marines had barely taken like heavy L's in the in the Battle of the Marine Ford. They had barely taken any heavy L's. Like they still were, they were still primed and proper to face another guy. You know what I'm saying? And they were just like, you know what? We're not trying to find Shanks today. And I, I, I feel if, I feel that's just like a precedence. Like, the character itself or himself sets within the verse. It's not a situation where, like... Um, well, no, I say... Not I primarily just, say Shanks is the overpowered character as of right now. Oh, yeah. I mean... Because, I one... Point, but also, Kaido has said the thing that moves the world is hockey. And that's what Shanks is good at to a drastic degree. And on top of that, he stopped Kaido and then went to Marine Ford. And then all these ward powers who normally would be like, I don't care about your opinion, are now like, okay, I'll listen to you, Shanks. You right. You right. I'm going home. And you see, like, once again, I feel like I, I understand your point. But it's it's a, it's slightly different because at the end of the day, we don't truly understand the depths to like which this character, you know, his strength, you know, really go how deep his strength really goes. You know, we don't understand fully where his ranking lies. We understand that like his crew as a unit are the most dangerous crew on the seas, and that's a big. Because of I like I hate to be that guy, but like you know, for the sake of my argument, I'm gonna have to bring up what's it called, um, his passing by of like you know in the latest chapter where he's taking a little route across that you know that you know where where you know who do you know what, you know when he when he uh-huh. does what he does when he does what he does at the end of the day it's not a situation where like he's being individually singled out, you know, and being called by name. It's a situation where this individual in question identifies the crew, the entire crew, as the threat, as opposed to the singular individual in question. So personally, I feel that, like, of course, you know, being the captain of such a crew has to put you on a high enough level. But also, if you amass a crew that has no weaknesses, you're at some point in time, we got to give credit to your crew. You know what I'm saying? I'm not know. trying to say that he's not that guy. I'm simply saying, like, he's got a, he's got the best crew on the seven seas, or how many seas they got. I hear that. I hear that he has a dope crew, and I'm not saying he doesn't. But at the same time, Kaido just took took that Marine Ford L, right? That's an L, no matter how you look at it. When when you personally decide, yo, you know what? That that just ain't my day. This ain't my moment. Can go home. That's what he did. And I won't bring up anything more than that because we're not at that point in the anime, but still, you get what I'm saying. That just ain't it for Kaido. Like he 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 would have fought Big Mom happily. He would have fought Luffy happily. He fought all the supernova happily. But Nat Shanks is just one of those things. How about you, Lawrence? How you feel about that? I mean, I shoot, I agree. Think about it. If only thing to do, somebody got to tell you to do is go home, and you gonna go home. You'll beat everybody ass there, but it's just that one person. 
said, nah, brother, come on, let's pack it up, let's go. We ain't no, we ain't want no smoke. Let's just go. Let's just go. If somebody got that much power over you, he gotta be something. But I do I do agree because we do not know his power. We do not know the depths of his power yet. So I completely understand what you're saying because that pisses me off to the max. So we need to figure out what his power is. I mean, I still think that he is an OP character. Now his crew is like that, but you gotta think about the guy who assembled assembled the crew. So if he's the main guy that assembled the crew and he put them all up together, if it ain't to follow under him, he gotta have some type of power. Yeah, a crew that strong is not following on under, under nobody that does not have that type of power. And then again, with the strongest even with the against the strongest swordsman, B Hawk, he'll still he's still challenged with him with one arm. With one arm now, and as Glenn said. Hockey does move the seas, and apparently his hockey is surpassed everyone's. But as but as and again, we do not know the depths of his power yet. So as of right now, we can it can go either or. You could say he's overpowered, and I'll agree. But if you say he's not, I mean, I can't disagree with you because we don't know the depths of his power. So it's kind of like uh, you whatever you feel feel as if until we have the evidence that come out and show what he can do. I mean, shit, as right now, we're, we're just going all off thoughts and ideology. But in October, in October, this October coming up, we will get a glimpse. Y'all remember that. Y'all updated. Glenn, drop the date in the comment box below. But in October, the movie is coming. Yes, it is coming. And we will have an answer to everybody's question. But I mean, I think for the most part, when you think of like OP characters, One Piece does doesn't fall into that category just for the fact that even uh, Oda's openly said he doesn't power scale anyone. He he writes for the story, not for the power scaling. But then again, but when you go when you when you do think about uh, what's his name? Damn, I, I forget his name that fast. Shit. Fuck it, never mind. I I can't think of the name. I'd have had a brain. I'd had a brain fart. I don't know. I think some of the best OB characters have certain certain uh, kinds of things. I guess you could say. Okay, I got it again, Glenn. It was Kaido. I don't know how I forgot Kaido's name. Oh, Kaido. With oh. Kaido, you gotta think about it though. They've been he. They tried to kill him multiple. He's been trying to be killed multiple times, and you gotta think about it. Kaido has not died one time. Yeah, but that's like uh, that's they, like the conversation by you took. Put him in the end of the, they put him in the bottom of the water. He didn't drown. But that's a conversation like Utah though, where Utah is so overbrokenly powered, but he has a weakness. We just don't know it. So it's like at this point, it's it kind of felt like this Kaido was just like, kind of like an immortal type creature at this point. So he could be considered in that realm. If if there's something other that happens, I think he can. And if they clarify what happened at Marineford for 100%, maybe. But I don't know. I just can't put Kaido on that scale. Not just because of where we're at, but because of that. There's still higher to go in the story. There's still a level we haven't reached yet. And I think that's where you start hitting that level. At least that's that's the way I look at it as, at least. I hear you, but until stuff get cleared up, that's, that's what it is for right now. The details are still foggy, sir. 
Nah, there's a lot of overpowered characters that are dope. And, you know, we can't get to them all, but they are who they are. So, we have the next topic. Are you guys ready for this? Lay it on me. Okay. What he said. Gotcha, Joe. I love it. So, okay. Bleach will not be running weekly outside of Japan. Is that bad or good? You got you guys give me your thoughts on that. Say that again? You said it's not doing what? It won't be running uh weekly anywhere but Japan. So instead of getting an episode a week, at some point on Disney Plus you're gonna just get like 50 episodes and you'll just watch 50 episodes. That's I don't know when, but at some point, yeah. Is that good or bad? To me, it depends. It depends on, on the way you watch, on the way you watch it. If you're just saying like, I'm going to get a random 50 episodes and watch it. I mean, me personally, I like to let the episode build it up because if I start watching, if I start watching it, definitely a show like Bleach where I put on one episode, I don't want to just watch that one. I want to watch one, two. I want to watch fucking fifty of them, all at all at once. So for me personally, having a collective group of episodes just dropping at once is perfectly fine. But either way, we they might not be playing it in America. But I tell you one thing, I bet you I'll find a damn way to watch it weekly. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> now the per- the problem I find personally with that is it doesn't. It, like to to Lawrence's point, it doesn't give you that anime feel, you know, that the internet has been able to abridge with the ability to binge, you know. So, what do I mean when I say that? Like, um, for instance, unfortunately, uh, I know a certain individual who has not been able to purchase access to HBO. Um, however. Due to the nature of the internet, this individual has been able to watch the HBO, um, the newest Game of Thrones, literally the day after on the online on the internet for free. Why is that important? It's important because there's a there's a certain level of, as I said before, binge. This, I don't know what the word exactly would be, pardon my uh, lack of uh, grammar, but there's a certain feel, you know, that um, anime, especially in this era, has given us, you know, the ability to binge. So to not be able to have that ability as readily as one would like is definitely going against, like, the norm of what anime today is. But then you also have to remember this is Disney Channel we're talking about. This is obviously a money move. This is obviously them trying to, what's it called, maximize on their profit margins. You know, it's just as simple as that. It's a shame. It's a sham. It is downright disgusting. Like, just absolutely terrible. Terrible, truly. And, uh, yeah, that's just the way of life. That's, you know, money makes the world go around and they have money. Does it work, though? Will that... It doesn't work. Will it doesn't that, work at all. Will that work for them? Will Disney Plus make more money by putting part one, two, three, four, no matter how long Bleach decides to run for? Or does that hurt them long term? Um, the... My brain 
is telling me like this is the anime logic is gonna say no but obviously yes they're they're gonna be in a great position um you, you know what's it called we are our generation has become desensitized to the point of like having you know short memory or short or short attention spans so being able to um really stretch out your 15 minutes of fame so to speak with um with such a move definitely would help with your sales um especially because of you know they're not in it for the integrity they're in it for the money however if you were asking me out of you know for an you're not but if you're asking me integrity wise obviously for the integrity of the show and for the integrity of the fan base it would be only ideal to release it weekly however you know neither of those two factors or neither of those two factors play a factor it's just it's just downright what it is it's all about the benjamins and yeah that's they're doing what they feel would definitely um increase their bottom line um being that once again due to short attention spans we're not able to hold on to um different forms of media we're just you know what's it called a garbage in garbage out type stuff so that's how i see it personally okay I just look oh. at it as I look at it like this. That's how uh, Netflix was showing off Shaman King. Like they would like release like part one, part two, part three, part four. But in reality, I was watching Shaman King online because I already knew the episodes were out in Japan. Why am I waiting for uh, Netflix to put them out? I enjoyed the show without Netflix and I enjoy it with Netflix. So it doesn't really do anything for me. And for me, I don't pay for Disney Plus. I'm not going to play pay for Disney Plus unless when they drop everything at once or all the episodes, then I might pay for like a month and watch the whole show and be done with it. But I'm not doing it. I'm not going to pay a monthly for Disney Plus myself. That's not going to attract me to pay for Disney Plus. There's no reason because I'm not getting it every week, so... I don't see the logic in paying for it. I hear I hear what you're thinking, but to like add on, as you said, like with the subscription part, you got to think about if they if they drop it in like in a part one, part two, part three. Like most people, you're gonna get you're gonna order that subscription, and you're gonna and you're gonna watch it. And you know what? People are gonna keep this. They're gonna add. They're gonna keep the subscription on due to the fact that other parts are dropping. So it. You think about how many subscriptions you add and forget that you even had them only for one show you might watch on here. And some people don't, some people don't stream it the other way that, you know, we're, we know the stream things, but <laughs> there you got to think about it. They're going to, they're going to, their subscriptions are definitely going to go up just, just for bleach alone. And two, a lot of people are going to continue to pay for it. Longest, longest they stretch it out. Not many. Yeah, a lot of people are not gonna. I'm gonna have it for this month. Cancel it this month. Have it for this month. Cancel it this month. I mean, more. We would like to do that, but on average, the average person gets a subscription, might forget about it. I, I was paying for damn Amazon Prime for over a year, and before I even realized, I'm like, damn, I forgot I even had Amazon Prime. That's true. That does happen. But what I'm saying is, for those people who enjoy, who are just casually enjoying anime, right? I don't think 
them dropping like I don't know, let's just say because I think they I think we might be getting a hundred plus episodes with the Thousand Year Blood War. So I don't think we're gonna get like fifty episodes a piece. I think we're gonna get like twenty five and then twenty five and then twenty five. You know what I'm saying? So with that, I think really is the problem. We'll be getting a certain number of episodes, and then people will forget about it that it exists. I hear, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But on the flip side, though, like which is what I was saying earlier, right, that is true. But also, when you like, we're still talking about Attack on Titan. For as as pissed off as the fandom was that you know they made it. Season one part, season four part one, season four part two, and now there's a movie still. These things still happen. People still put up money for these things. At the end of the day, like that is disrespectful. I stopped watching. But Glenn, okay, you stopped watching because of your you're you're a fan with integrity. You actually respect yourself. Do you believe the rest of the fandom is are like you? Do you believe we have self respect? I hope so, Glenn. Glenn, do you want to, do you want me to mention all the categories of hentai right here right now on your on our podcast? <laughs> do you want me to do that? You know what? I don't I don't know him so. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't want me to do that. My point being, self respect flew out the window a while ago. But at the end of the day, it's a situation. It's a simple situation. Not really, no. No, it's not simple. Not simple at all. At the end of the day, these fucking corporations have the bottom line. Once again, they're trying. This is Disney, guys. We're talking about Disney. I don't. I feel like we're still so caught up on the fact that it's anime and stuff. But like, remember who we're dealing with? They ruined a beloved franchise that shaped an entire generation. Star Wars. Star Wars shaped, like, the 80s and the 90s kids. Like, and that, there's a big reason as to why 80s and 90s kids, especially, like, late 80s, early 90s, feel like they're the coolest. It was things like Star Wars, Star Trek, um, Flash. Like, these pop culture game changers, you know? And so, if you can take something that beloved, something that revered, and make it a fucking like it, it, it's asinine at this point. It's it's comical. Star Wars is more so comical than it is dramatic. At least, at least when George Lucas was like the sole proprietor of the shit, like at least we had a little bit of incest, you know, to keep us to to keep the flare going. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey man, well, you got a little bit of something to keep you, you know, keep you interested. But now it's it, it's it's bland. It's I'm honestly a bit resentful for, to, towards it. Kind of like the resentment I hold towards Harry Potter, even though I am a huge fan. I'm a huge, huge fan. But especially with like the last movie, the last movie took me for a ringer because it was one movie and I watched it twice. It it pissed me off. You know, sorry. I, I went on a whole tangent once again, but I say all that to say, what's a, well, we have to just be like you, you. You can't when you're thinking about it being uh, coming out of the uh, the the Disney Studios. You can't treat it like an anime anymore. You have to treat it like a series that they own. They don't. It 
we were honestly we were really lucky with the what if and the um loki and even the wandavision series because those i believe were some um simulcast like they were mm-hmm. the episode right glenn yeah, yeah so yeah. we got we got lucky with those ones you know like but by the end of the day they understand that this isn't this is a whole different monster you're talking about you're talking about one of the big three you're talking about you know an anime that has been anticipated for the better part of two decades <laughs> like like people have been actually you know what two decades is a bit of a stretch let's say a decade for the better part of a decade decade and a half people have been in 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 thralls waiting just waiting for their moment in the sun it, it it's a it, it's an anime that's one it's a behemoth of an anime that's two the profit you're about to see especially with like you know your buddy like let's be real um disney disney plus is still a budding online platform a, a online streaming service budding streaming service you know but having more categories like anime and other forms of other forms of cinema that like netflix have had for years <laughs> it would be disgusting it would be disgusting but this is something we actually have to now talk about because of that's what this move does for them this is a game changer it's not just changing what they've got going on right now but it's changing what they're going to be doing going forward guys you're probably never going to see an anime dropped weekly ever again by the time disney's fucking done with the shit you know what I mean? Okay, time out. Listen, if I want to have my hopes and dreams crushed by, by this little speech you have, I need you to stop. My hopes and dreams still matter. Okay? No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. No, don't, don't shut me out. I'm, I'm, I'm your friend. I'm on your side. You have to admit that I'm right, though. You're speaking facts. I, like, am I not? Am I not speaking facts? So... Everything I just got from that is... Is this super yes or no, man? You brought up a bunch of stuff that still hurts me to this day. (laughs) (laughs) And... You hit the core with the stove. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just... Someone someone has to say it, okay? Someone has to say it. You can ask ask Big O anytime. And he knows how how much that hurts. He does. It's offensive. Disney's they offensive. I'm offended <laughs> at all times now. I'm triggered. I'm triggered for you. They and did these things, though, like we can't put it past them. We we just can't. Like and just like and just like how be. winning time said fuck Boston. I'm saying fuck Disney. They've destroyed. Oh, they've destroyed enough of my childhood. Oh shit! It's awful. Before he even start. The beef. <laughs> Just do me a favor and don't sell out, Glenn. Listen, I'll sell out. I, I might sell out one day, but not to Disney. Not to Disney. Uh, uh, I'd rather you tell me you might sell out one day and just leave it at that. I'm just saying. It, it, you just triggered me. Like, for that whole speech you did, that was a whole triggering speech. Okay, but Glenn, based on everything I said, is the evidence within my statements substantial enough to say, to say to you that this is... You should be alarmed, but also we're we're past we're past the point of no return. This is it's happening. So either get behind it or don't. Well, I'm not I'm not buying a Disney subscription, so hey, we, <laughs> we all know family members who will not be buying 
the Disney subscription to watch Bleach. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, Disney. I'm just saying, oh. I just feel triggered now. Like my, yeah, my, yeah, my, triggered, my triggered levels are really high right now. That being said, you're not wrong. Nothing you said was wrong. I wish I was wrong, man. You're not oh, wrong. Brother, I wish I was wrong. It's okay, good. It's okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I know it hurts. I know it hurts, brother. I already buried Star Wars in the backyard. I can't, I'm never going back to We all got to face the music. We I, all got to dance with the devil. I literally stopped watching everything Star Wars at some point. After that will be one show, I'm just like, yo, they really would never, they're never going to make this good again. They never will make this good ever again. And it's sad. It was that bad? Yes. Huh. And then you got Ryan Johnson over here talking about how much he loved his last Jedi movie. You know how annoying that is? <laughs> he made a shit movie. With really nice graphics. You know what that reminds me of? Goddamn the new Lord of the Rings. Nothing has anything to do with anything, but it looks really nice. Which leads us to our next topic. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, mm, so, it's not even about the show, because I don't think everyone's seen the two episodes that have been out. How do you feel about Amazon taking off the rating? Like, for uh, the uh, ability to rate the show for the fans. I'll just go quick, because I don't know. I, Big Al might have seen it. Personally, I know I have it. So, um, uh, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. You know when they say actions speak louder than words? This is an action speaking way louder than any words possibly could. Um, uh, on the one side, you could take it as you know, for what it is on the face of it, which is don't judge us. We understand that it's bad. Just let us get through this. And there's the other side where it's could possibly mean give it some time. We're working on something. We're getting somewhere. Like if you remember the original story, not a lot of it connected in the beginning. So I, I want to believe that they're trying to send a message of, um, that that trying to send that message as opposed to the uh what's it called the former if they're sending a message of the former yeah this is Jeff Bezos needs to hop on that rocket ship sooner than expected mm. well if there was one message is Jeff Bezos is you done fucked up you really have fucked up on this whole show and this is just extra, being extra triggered from Joe's conversation but still this is all <laughs> offensive and I don't like Hollywood because they keep on ruining the things I grew up on for some other reason or logic or just to make someone else happy. This is Lord of the Rings. It was Star Wars and his anime. Stop it. Just stop. You deserve better, brother. I am very upset. It's okay, boy. It's okay. I'm upset for you. How I feel about it is what they're taking it off pretty much. Like... <laughs> It's kind of like a, hey, guys, just, just just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. Let, let it pick up before you start judging. I feel like it's more of a situation like that. Just let it, let's let this build first before we say anything kind of, kind of ordeal. But, too, it's like, are you really that worried about somebody saying something about about your show? I mean, first of all, 
you taking off the comments uh, for is really just more on the critic side and a critic standpoint. So the critics can't judge, but for the regular community, the so for all of no, us, critics can judge. The critics can yeah, judge. Yeah, critics can judge. The critics can judge. Yeah, on there. But I mean, think about it. If we really wanted to say something, I mean, all of those disabled comments are not going to do anything. We we live in a day and age with social media. Like I can take something to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I can take it on whatever and say whatever I want to say right there about it. So you can disable the comments there, but you can't disable the comments everywhere else. I mean, that just, just it, to me, it's just really stupid. Just really like, that's what, that's what I see. It's just really stupid because you did that for for what? So people can't see the comments on there. All right, most people are going to look at the comments on, usually on social media. That's one of the main ways that shows are either talked about or passed on. Most of the new shows that you've watched has been, where have you seen them from? All mostly from social media platforms. Oh, yeah. So at the end of the day, you disabled those comments, really did nothing. The only thing it did was just make you look bad because I'm most, if I'm going to look for something, I'm going to look on a social, I'm going to look on, on Twitter or something like that and see what they say on, on, on the timeline about, about the show. Because that's where everything goes. Anything recent, episode dropped, they're going to let you know. If that shit's good, bad, they're going to tell you shit. Spoiler, on spoiler, they're going to tell you everything. They're going to tell you exactly how it is. Some people might just be trolling. But you can you can differentiate from the trolls to the actual people who are actually watching it. But that those disabling comments really just, just really look bad on their part. Because they really didn't do anything for them besides give them bad rep. Well, no, the big thing is, like, objectively speaking, since each episode is $60 million, they'll do from this point forward, is $60 million. So, they're doing all that, right? Mm-hmm. So, they have to defend themselves, but I just don't understand why the... Whose job is on the line with this show? That's what I want to know. Whose job... Yeah. Whose job's on the line if this show doesn't work? If we're talking $60 million in an episode, this is not job. This is jobs. A set of individuals are trying to, are having to be fired. Like there's, they're, they're this, trying to be fired. They are trying to be fired. I don't, I don't think they're trying to because, once again, like executives, like companies... Watch the show. Yeah, they don't... All, it's okay. Maybe not watch. I I watch the show, but like when they do shows like this, they don't expect them to be bad. Watch the show. The marketing was bad. The way the actors proceeded was bad. The way the show went was was bad. Can I make one comment? Go. One comment. First of all, it it it's on Amazon. That that right there alone shows you that it's how good could it possibly be. Let, let's just be honest here. It's on Amazon. The only thing I know that's on fucking Amazon at this point. I resent that. Lawrence, I resent that. Amazon's <laughs> got what's it called? Amazon's got the boys. Um, the, okay, the boys. Jack Invincible. Reacher, Invincible, Reacher. thank you. Jack Reacher, thank you. You see, they've okay. got some. Got some they've got some shows. Three shows. That's some. That's some. And that's, they're, what, they're relatively young. Three. Lawrence, Lawrence, give him time. Give him time. There's more, but we're just not coming up with them right now. That's See, look, look, you you, you <laughs> sound no better than than the people from uh, Lord of the Rings. 
What? Give him time. Give him time. What you talking about? Give him time. Listen, I, I fuck with I fuck with Jack Reacher. I fuck with Invincible and the boys. I do fuck with those. I also watch my other show on there called Grand Tour. It's it's about a car show. So like past those four, I mean the shit's pretty the shit's pretty ass. I mean, I didn't didn't that terminal with uh, the Chris Pratt terminal movie or show do really well? No, no, oh, because I, no. I heard it did well for him. I don't know, I haven't seen it so, but apparently it did decent. But at the end of the day, I feel like the business sense of it just wasn't there, in my opinion. Because if they you didn't want to piss off half your van base, why did you start off pissing off half your van base? It doesn't make sense. I don't understand the logic. Why start off on a bad foot? Then when you could have just said, hey, we're making a new show. There's a million ways you could have done it. But again, they chose what they chose. And now are trying to do other stuff. I mean, look at Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones easily could have went down that path. And you don't see people trying to boycott and... Uh, review bomb Game of Thrones. You don't see that with them. In fact, it's like the journalists trying to bring down the show, not the fans. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Game of Thrones and Wings of Power fall in the same category. They're no but different. Glenn, Glenn, it goes back to my point. First of all, when, when the time period the show the show was released, to what the show was released on, makes a big difference. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're not you're not saying anything incorrect. N- neither of you have, but still, I'm just like, yo, you can't blame fans, and then and then have Game of Thrones, uh, House of Dragons, be so successful. Yeah, are there trolls? I'm sure there are. There are people who are upset about certain things in House of Dragons, but guess what? Overall, that's a positive show with positive reviews. And you don't hear them saying, oh, the fans are toxic. You don't. So I don't know why Rings of Power gets this magical blanket of the fans are toxic so they don't count. That's it. I, I just don't see it. None of it makes sense. And it just is offensive. And yeah, so I have to stop. I'm trying to stop being triggered here, but it's not working. The more I talk, the more triggered I get. But definitely, I don't know. Overall... I think the, the idea was dumb. They should just let fans with you bomb the shit out of the show just so uh, uh, they could have their wording in. And if the show was better, you could en- encourage them to do a better review. That's it. I'm not asking for much on this one. I don't think so, at least. But we're running out of time here, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, do you guys have any last words? JD or Big L? Free the ring. <laughs> what about you, Big L? We got any words from our uh, closing sponsor in the chat? Yeah. Now is the time, Kenny. Now is the time. Make sure anybody who has an Apple product, make sure you go to your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Burning Metal. That's Burning Metal. Check out all the podcasts from Burning Metal. Everybody have a great day. Yo. So before we do close off, I do have a couple things to say. Um, overall, I appreciate everyone who listened to this. It's a pleasure to have anyone listen to this because it's me and my boys just talking about shit we like. And I appreciate anyone that 
watches it and entertains is entertained by it. And yeah, no, I'm I'm thankful. And Burning Metals has been a great honor and privilege to do. I thank uh, JD and Lawrence being here. And yeah, I love it. I just love doing this shit. And side note, I am adding like it won't be just metal sessions anymore. It's gonna be metal sessions uh, reforged, kind of like just to add a new start to this. Officially, JD's a my official new co-host. So shout out to JD, and Big L will pop up when he can. <laughs> I love it. Okay.